praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? And then shout, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, when Genesis is exercising such a faith, you know who Genesis is. She spoke, she wanted a brother, and she got a brother. Now, you know, this is 2 1. We got two ladies, we've got one son. We want another son. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for what He's doing for us as a church. It's a great blessing to us indeed. And we are grateful. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We are grateful that you are a loving Father. As you minister to us this afternoon, God, I pray that each and every one of us will be sensitive to what you are sharing with us, O God, that we may put it into practice. Father, that we may pray and desire to walk in the word of truth that you are going to share with us this afternoon. We thank you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Just a revisit to the dedication. Uh, I think, uh, Brother Romeo, you are not doing badly. Praise the Lord. If you are in Africa, we would encourage you even more. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God has a way of blessing us in diverse ways. Uh, this morning, I want us just to share the scripture. I want us to open the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Chapter 1, the Bible says, I like that flipping of the papers that I can hear. I'm not alone in this old school. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When I hear everybody quiet, then I know I'm the only one who's flipping papers, and the others are just tapping their fingers. Are we there? Make sure you don't use a lot of saliva. Verse 4, for he chose us in him, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us, in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Verse 11, In Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will in order that we, who were the first to, to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of His glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word as it comes forth. 
let it come out powerfully. Let it speak to us. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. This morning I want to speak on the subject of in Him. In Him. It's a strange looking title. But it has a lot of weight in it. As we go along, I want to, I would like you to hold on to verse 4, which says, He chose us. He chose us. And uh, it was, He chose us in Him. Especially that in Him. And verse 6 also says, Accepted in the Beloved. In the Beloved. Uh, verse 10, gathered together. And verse, uh, verse 11, we have received an inheritance. And verse 13, we received the word of faith, received salvation. Most importantly, in Christ, we received a seal of approval. Praise the Lord. If we turn to Ephesians, Colossians, uh, strangely enough, this verse was referred to this morning in the overnight. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Not read so much of it, but... Now, I, I like the way that verse starts. It says, for in him. Can we say, for in him? For in him. For in Christ. For in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth. That's the first group. Visible and invisible, another category. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Now the input of this is that uh, there is nothing that we see, there is nothing that we don't see, there is no authority that we can experience or the one that we are yet to experience, that exists, that is not serving the interest of Jesus Christ. Because it was created through Him and for Him. And that there is nothing that exists or is yet to exist that will ever be, that can, will, will exist without His approval. Now, that becomes a very interesting uh, understanding for us. That brings us to this subject of in Him. I, have, I want us to discuss quickly four benefits of being in Christ. Four benefits of being in Christ. Verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 1 Verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 1 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. So the first benefit that we get in being in Christ is being given the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, why is it a benefit? There are thousands of people in this world who appear to know, who appear to be aware of what is going on, and the impression they create is that they are okay, but a closer scrutiny of their lives begins to reveal the short in various crucial things in life, especially in matters of faith, spiritual issues. They have little understanding. Majority of them seek to understand these spiritual truths by devoting into study, which is good because their attitude is good and the objective is good. But the problem is Along the way, there is some degree of frustration in the sense that they don't really get to know the truth. 
in most cases, most of them end up having half the truth, which is worse than having any truth at all. Praise the Lord. So I want us to understand that God, in His own wisdom, saw that seeking to understand spiritual issues requires that we impart Himself into us. Praise the Lord. That His Spirit comes to abide in us. It is Him who will reveal all truth to us. That's why Jesus said, It is important that I live. For when I have left, I will send a helper. And that when this helper has come, He will lead you to all truth. That is why sometimes when people ask some questions, is, is it drinking bad, is smoking bad, and all those things, sometimes, I, I, what, what, how do you feel about it yourself? The mere fact that you have asked means you are troubled somewhere. And one thing I came to understand is that there are so many things that were not specifically mentioned in the scripture, but the moment the Spirit of God comes to reside inside you, by reason of you being in Christ Jesus, He enlightens the understanding of your inner being. He makes you get a clear picture of what He wants you to know about Him. Praise the Lord. That is why it is important as a child of God to seek the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Because there are many things that we have, been, we have acquired, understanding that we have acquired, by observing other people, and sometimes we, mis we mistake that to be the truth of the Word of God. Sometimes we have been under the ministry of some people, and we have seen them do things in a certain style, without subjecting them to the Word of God, we have assumed that is the truth of the Word of God. And the moment we embrace these things that we have understood from these people, we find that life is becoming a challenge to us. Why? Because those things are not the truth of the word of God. But when the spirit of wisdom and revelation comes to reside in you, he quickens you to the understanding of what God's mind is in every given circumstance. Praise the Lord. That is why it is important for you and I to desire to embrace this understanding. That does not come outside Christ. It comes when we are in him. That is why I've told, titled this, this message in Him. Praise the Lord. Now, I will be a bit fast because of time. So I'm saying that I have now understood for me to understand the truth of the Word of God. For me to have a proper understanding of what God's purpose is in my life. For me to walk with understanding in my salvation. I have got a friend, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, whom I need to invite into my life. He alone will open up the truth of the word of God to me. He will open up the mind of God to me. He will open up the purpose of God for my life. And I will be able to walk in life with that understanding. Praise the Lord. I want us to turn to the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel resolved. I want you to underline that word. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Why did this young man, maybe 17, maybe 15, decide in his heart that for me, I don't want to defile myself. He resolved in his life. He didn't want to resolve himself, uh, to, to defile himself. Now, the secret of why this young man was making that powerful declaration is found in verse 17. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. Daniel was in captivity. He didn't know how to conduct himself. But he wanted to have a clear picture of what God had in mind for him. So he said, I must gain wisdom and understanding. The situation in which I am demands that I have the wisdom of God, that I gain understanding from God, 
that I get the revelation of the word of God for me to survive in this land. And so he said, one way in which I am going to get to this point is by setting myself apart, aside, separating myself from the ways of these people that I may gain wisdom and understanding. So what do I learn from Daniel? That one way in which I can gain I can invite the spirit of wisdom and understanding in my life is setting myself apart, separating myself from the ways of this world. And then I set myself in line for that commissioning, for that empowerment of the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Now, I want us to underline in verse 17, he has said, to these four young men God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature, yani written material, they could read and understand. If it was the scripture, they could read and understand. And they could also learn, acquire new skills. And, oh, and Daniel could understand, this particular man, Daniel, who said, I don't want to define myself. I will set myself apart and I will want to gain understanding in the things of God. The Bible says, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Now, brethren, how many have had dreams? Ah, the way you snow in your bed, that's a dream. <laughs> Praise the Lord. My experience, I don't want to share it so lively because, uh, I mean, to bring it so openly, because... Some of you may from today begin to see me in that light. And because I am now polished from what I used to dream, I don't want to stain myself again. Praise the Lord. But I will give you a hint of some of the things that I used to dream when I was young. Sometimes, I don't know whether it was the love for money or not, but sometimes I will dream that some, there's a lot of money on the ground. And I am picking those coins. I would be so happy in that dream that I'm becoming rich. And I will go and I grab and grab and grab and grab. And suddenly I wake up. I realize I have nothing in my pocket. Ah, that was just a dream. I will leave it to go that way. But this Daniel, if he was there, he would have told me what it was. Praise the Lord. So the next time I would dream, I would dream with understanding in my dream. Daniel told me when this happens, I should do this. But that knowledge does not come by studying. You can go to the highest university, you will never understand how, what the dreams mean. It requires the revelation from above. Praise the Lord. This is the kind of wisdom and understanding that came to Daniel. And that is what I'm saying. That when we are in Christ, He gives us the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Some things that human nature can never reveal to you, God will bring them open to us. Praise the Lord. It's another set of dreams. Young boys, you like going to the field, don't laugh. You like going to the field, you play, you play, you play. Sometimes you don't remember that you need to maintain high, high degree of hygienic standards. Sometimes you relieve yourself with the field. True or false? Amen. You are pretending you are never boys. When you go to play football out there, maybe it is in the villages, in towns it doesn't happen. Praise the Lord. And sometimes this experience comes in the dream also. Ah. Praise the Lord. You have played, you have played, you have played, and you are in the field, and then you decide, ah, thing, is no need for going to the house again. Let me finish every business here. And what happens when you wake up? The bed is not a place to sleep. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Those are dreams. We have no understanding of them. There are strange things that happen. But I'm sorry for those that are not happy with that, but I just I wanted to remind you, those days you were there, those things happened. Dreams were moving in your mind. You could not understand. Some things were happening. You could not understand. But to this man, there was nothing. If God decided he wants to reveal what was going on in the dream, he put it plainly to him. Praise the Lord. 
and understanding. What do we gather from there? For us to gain wisdom and revelation from God, there has to be a resolution in our lives to set ourselves apart. Praise the Lord. Determine in your life that I want to gain understanding from God and set yourself apart so that God may minister to you the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Desire in your heart to gain understanding. The Bible says, ask, seek, and knock, and you shall gain it. Praise the Lord. Paraphrased. Now, these men who have got, gotten wisdom and revelation, what happens to them? Daniel had favor in the eyes of the leadership of the country. Praise the Lord. Because there was a wisdom, strange wisdom, unique wisdom, that no other man could get. Now, the objective of our gaining wisdom is not to move closer to the leadership, but it's actually to understand the purpose of God for our lives. Praise the Lord. Don't seek wisdom so that you become the one, the point of reference in the church. It will not help. That's just pride manifesting itself indirectly. Don't seek understanding of the things of God so that you appear to be the most knowledgeable person in the matters of God. No. Be humble. Christ humbled himself. Praise the Lord. Let us follow his example. Though having the wisdom of God, he humbled himself. Just seek the understanding, the wisdom of God in your life and understanding that he may build the church. Everything that is given to you, to me, to everybody in this church is for the edification of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. So, for as long as you seek it with the right attitude, with the right mind, God will empower you and you will find that you are being a major, a major support pillar in this church, in the body of Christ, that all of us will come to lean to because the word of revelation is coming through you. Praise the Lord. I want us to move to the next point, and that is verse 18. Verse 18, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Now, something strange is happening here. That there, is, there are two sets of eyes that you and I have. The eyes that we see now and the other eyes of the heart. Now, we always look at the heart, let me say this, the eyes of the head. Those are the eyes that we know. The eyes of the... Ah, people are sleeping here. I'm saying we have got two sets of eyes. The eyes of this head, this one. And the eyes of the heart. I want you to take note of what Paul is saying here. The scripture is saying... I pray that the eyes of you are the understand the inner being, the inner person. Those eyes you don't see them, but they are powerful if they are set into action. If they are allowed to operate, they will help you understand many things in this world, many things in the spiritual realm. These ones are limited to what we can touch, what we can feel. Praise the Lord. But the inner eyes answer you to a new realm. A realm that is beyond what we see, but has got a major influence in our lives. And when you can see things, if a vehicle is coming to knock me, even if my knee is aching, somehow I find myself on the roadside. Because I saw it coming, adrenaline just pumped up, I threw myself on the side of the road. Why? Because I was able to see. But we said last time, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers in the dark places. Now, these are things you don't see. You don't even know they exist until you are hit. Then you realize something is happening. In most cases, because we rely on the eyes of our heads, we begin to look for whoever is close and 
blame. This person, you are here when this happened. It must be you. But the source is not that person. The source is from another level, dimension. Praise the Lord. And that is why I bring us to this point. Paul is praying. Why didn't he say, open their eyes so that they can see? He specifically said, open the eyes of their heart so that they may understand. Praise the Lord. Because when the Bible refers to the heart, it is not this muscle that keeps pumping here. It is referring to the inner man inside you. Praise the Lord. That is when you pass away, when you die. What do they say? We are going to lay his body. Whose body is this? We are going to lay his body. That body belongs to that man. Whom you cannot see. Praise the Lord. This is the man that Paul is addressing here. And he says, open the eyes that they may have understanding. Benefit of the eyes, the inner eyes being open. If they are dark, you will, you will be hit from every side without any understanding of what is going on in life. You will walk into a trap without knowing that this is a trap. You will walk into a hole without understanding this is a hole. Because you cannot see. You are blind spiritually. But today we pray that God may open our understanding, the inner eyes, that we may see that which we cannot see with our physical eyes. Praise the Lord. I want us to go in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Ah, you must walk with a bottle of water. Some of you every time. The Bible is going to get wet. Open quickly your Bibles. Are we there, Second Kings? You know that man Ahab? You know him. We have not mentioned him. We have just cut a small portion. The Bible says, This man was so annoyed. Was it the king of Aram? Eh? He was so annoyed because he would set an ambush to get the king of Israel and somehow the king of Israel would just evade. And then somehow he summoned his inner city and said, Every time I plan these things in the secret chambers of my house, I say I am going to lay an ambush there. The king of Israel escapes. Who among you is betraying me? Who? There was one courageous man who said to him, No, king, can I say something? He said, yes. Say, quickly before I make up my mind. Say, okay. Everything you say in your bedroom, there is a man in Israel by the name Elijah, he hears it. What you whisper in the, blood, in the duvet to your wife, tell them, tomorrow I'm going to attack the Israelites. Don't tell anybody. Before your wife leaves the bedroom, Elijah has already understood what you are planning to do. Now, Elijah had now moved, just totally we learned that, he had moved from the point of having the inner eyes open, he had now even moved to another level where the inner eyes were, inner ears were open. Praise the Lord. He could hear things that people were not hearing. Things that were meant to be for a different, a secret dimension, he could hear them. So he operated, he instructed the king with understanding of what was being planned in secret places. He was not acting because he has heard a rumor from somebody, but he was being ministered to by the Spirit of God. He was being, the Spirit amplified everything that the king said, and he directed it only to Elijah, to hear, to have understanding. And so he could mention to the king and say, avoid this place. Don't come here. Go there. And the other, the other man thought, ah, 
this man must be having a spy in my own house. It was not true. Now let us see. The king said, this man said, let us go and surround this town. We want now to get this man Elisha. Because if it is him, we get him, now we will defeat all our enemies. So they encamped around that town. That one or something like that. Then the servant of Elisha went out one morning. He woke up and he saw the city was under siege. He panicked. He panicked. The physical eyes could see the danger. But he didn't have the understanding of what to do. He panicked. He went back to the man of God and said, We are surrounded. Now, this man of God makes me desire to have this experience. Verse 16, what does he say? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm sure he was still reclining on the bed. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Those ones are just resting. They're having a good time there. And the servant was, eh? The people are so armed, surrounding us. And the rumor has it that they are looking for you. You are saying, I should not be afraid. But he kept quiet because this was the word from the man of God. And before he spoke, he said, Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And the man started looking around. The only people I can see around us are the enemies. And you are telling me those who are with us are more than those who are against us. He could not understand why. He was using the physical eyes. He was using the physical eyes. But the man of God had the spiritual eyes wide open, enlightened. He could see beyond the danger that the man was seeing. Praise the Lord. This morning, many of us will see beyond the danger that we are facing. Because God is going to open our eyes. Praise the Lord. And so the man of God said in verse 17, Open his eyes, O Lord, so that he may see. Let that be the cry of each one of us. Open my eyes, O God, that I may see the heavenly hosts that are around me. Open my eyes, O God, that I may see the deliverance that you provide in this situation. It doesn't matter what you are going through. If you are seeing things with the right eyes, there is victory on your way. It doesn't matter what you are experiencing right now. All you need to do is to turn the right eyes. And God will minister to you in a powerful way. Praise the Lord. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Praise the Lord. That we may see these chariots around our lives. The victory of God points to take over. That's what we need to see. Let us not complain, but let us desire that God may open our inner eyes to understand, to have this understanding. Praise the Lord. Daniel, when, they were, when the friends of Daniel were thrown in the fire, you know, before they were thrown there, everybody was looking at things physically. And these guys had boldness. They told the king, Oh, we will not be careful to answer you on this one. Why this confidence? You know, if a junior person comes to you and says, Sir, I'm not going to be careful to answer you on this. Sometimes it takes you aback. You wonder, where did he gain this confidence? What makes him so bold before me? But the king didn't want to show that he was taken. He threw them in the fire. He said, oh, make it seven times. And they were thrown in the fire. These guys had a secret. They must have known. They must have sensed in the spiritual realm. They were not only three. There was somebody around them. Praise the Lord. They would have sensed the presence of God in their midst. And that's the boldness that they had. It doesn't matter whether he sets us free or not. We are not careful. We are not careful to bow before you. Out of rage, the king threw them there. But the Bible says, this man was troubled. That's why I'm saying, when a junior person comes to you and tells you, I am not careful. Even if you pretend to be tough, you are disturbed. 
The king was disturbed. Why do I say this? He sneaked to look at that tunnel of fire to see what was happening there later. And what did he see? God opened his inner eyes a bit to see what these people were seeing and he could not see. Praise the Lord. And he shouted, Hey, you people, come. Did we not throw three people inside there? Did we not want to fix this man in this corner? I thought I was sucking this man. Why am I receiving the one receiving the letter of termination? Last week I signed three letters for these people. That's the way God is going to reverse things. Praise the Lord. Because there's a dimension in which He's ministering to your life. A dimension that's beyond what people see. Something that is far above where Christ is seated in the heavenly places. Praise the Lord. So the man was able to see a fourth man in the fire. Why? Because God allowed him to have a chance to see things from a spiritual realm. I want to tell you this morning, each one of us, there's the spiritual life that we are living. If we begin to allow it to increase, you know, John the Baptist said, he must increase as I must decrease. When you allow the presence of God to swell inside your life, to swell inside you, so that you become insignificant in your own eyes, then you begin to touch that realm. Where God begins to minister to you secret things. Where He begins to reassure you, even when the tough times are, are moving in, in your life. Praise the Lord. That's when we begin to see the grasshoppers, the locusts that are eating in our homes. Praise the Lord. We don't fight ourselves, but we begin to see the locusts, the invisible locusts. Remember in Colossians I talked about, it was categories of invisible, visible and invisible. So those invisible things, God will allow our spiritual eyes to see them, to be sensitive to them. That is where we want to go this morning. Praise the Lord. Quickly, the third thing, the third benefit of being in Him, we derive it from verse 19. We draw it from verse 19. And it says, And His incomparably great power for us who believe. Can we say great power? Great power. To us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Praise the Lord. The third benefit we reap for being in Christ Jesus is that we receive power. We have been given a position of authority because we are in Him. Now, this is logical. From the scripture, the Bible says he has been lifted high above, far above all principalities. Say far above all principalities. We are in him. Okay. We are in him and we have been raised with Christ far above. It follows automatically that we are far above the principalities. Praise the Lord. Whether I am the top. Whether I am the soul in this body of Christ, I am far above the principalities. Praise the Lord. The Bible says he has made his enemies his food too. So that means, even if I'm the soul, I'm still stepping on the enemies of the Lord. Every enemy that is directing my life is under is subject to my authority. Praise the Lord. That we ought to know this morning. That we have been given this power. Ephesians 19. And he is incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 2.6 And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. How, how, how much do you want God to clarify, 
how much clarity do you need on this? Ephesians 2, 6 tells you you have been raised with him. You are seated with him far above. Ephesians chapter 1 tells you all these things are subject to him. He's far above them. So it means we are far above all these things. Praise the Lord. So the benefit that we get in this power is that we are raised to a position of authority and we are far above all principalities. The authority is to act in all ages. Praise the Lord. First Kings 18.1 The whole of that chapter you read you begin to see Elijah exercising authority on Mount Carmel. The authority from God calling fire to burn. Quickly the 15 plus, my brothers in 15 plus class, I was joking with them the other day. I told them, you know what? The first miracle that Christ did was that one of making wine. Praise the Lord. He told these people, take water, pour. Because the mother had said, whatever he tells you, do. Praise the Lord. So the people actually were taking water and pouring in the jar. But the thing is, this power that is in Christ was transforming that water into wine. The moment they were pouring, it was being transformed into wine. Is that true? Is that true from the scripture? That they were taking water actually, but when they were pouring there, it somehow turned into beautiful wine. Now, you will refer that. Don't ask. I want to bring you to what we shared in that class. When these people were competing to see which offering is going to be consumed with fire, when mistake they made, Elijah told them, soak, soak my offering with water. True? They poured water. A lot of water. 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 Not water. Water. Praise the Lord. Now, at that time, these people did not know what super petrol, called super, means. So every water they were carrying, actually to them they were carrying water, but as they soaked it, it was being turned into super. So they actually soaked that thing with the petrol. Deep. It just required a small spark. And they went to stand and they were, ah, today we will see. Today we will see. And God looked aside and said, psh, psh. Within a short time, everything was consumed. Our God is so powerful, the situation, the things that look so impossible, He will turn them into possibilities. They will work for our good. When somebody thinks He's squeezing you into a corner where now you are fixed, that is the place where you are going to be elevated from. Because he has purpose to speak a word of deliverance to you. This afternoon we want to experience this power. Quickly we finish up with our last point. That is guarantee. Verse 13. Sorry I started from the bottom and I'm coming back to the beginning. But there is a reason for that. Praise the Lord. In him we receive a guarantee. Verse 13 of Ephesians. And you also were included in Christ when you had the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. I said, in all these verses, you must tie them with verse 4, where you have been chosen in Him. Now, the thing is this. When you receive a guarantee, it is an assurance. You know, I had never understood what deposit, the power of deposit means until I came to this country. Praise the Lord. Thank God for man. In my country, very few people, unless they know you so well, or you are a very senior person in the government who will help them later, they can entrust you with a vehicle and say, just pay a down payment. And then you will be paying every month a car. In this country, you drive a car and people say this is the car of Kenneth. They don't know that it's still and it's just the deposit that is giving you that car. 
demon, he's just a car to look like he's your own. In fact, you can don't touch my car. But the deposit is powerful. It guarantees you the ownership. And God has given us this deposit in the Holy Ghost. So that we are sure we can talk of heaven as our own. That we are walking into heaven because of the guarantee that He has given us. But the Holy Ghost does not come outside Christ. It comes when you are inside Christ. Praise the Lord. That's the fourth benefit. Be in Him. You will receive the guarantee of the deposit of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. That will be assurance that you belong to Him. Praise the Lord. The time has cut us off. But finally, finally, I'll not go beyond this. The first accident I had in this country, somebody knocked me on the car, and because of the experience we have with the insurance company back at home, you don't move your car. You leave it where it is. Because if you move, the case will turn. You are the one who is at fault. Your insurance company will say, we cannot, because of this clause, there's a footnote in the, in the, in the contract. They say, because of this one, we cannot now pay. You have to put it your, from your pocket. So I told that man, I cannot move my car until the police come here. And we were blocking the whole, the, the whole street. And the people were laughing, looking at me. And so later when the police came, they said, first move the vehicle, then we can discuss. Huh? I said, now this one, the police I left at home have come here again. But insurance in this country works like that one of, of heaven. I'm not saying this is heaven. <laughs> because they have given you that. They have guaranteed any damage. Whether you are at fault or not, they will meet the cost. Praise the Lord. May you stay in this assurance that your inner man may know God and be alive to Him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we stand as we bring the service to a close? And I just want you to think for a few minutes on the words which you have just heard now and see whether you carry all those points. Because there is a verse which we very often quote and that is simply this. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's a verse which we often quote. But I just want us to think, even as we go into an attitude of prayer, that there's an elaboration on that that we heard today. That in Christ, in Him, Number one, you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Have you thought about that? Just say thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that it is you who has given me that spirit of wisdom and revelation. To know what's happening. To know that in you, I am on sure foundation. I have nothing to fear. I am set apart. Father God, we just want to say thank you for that. Have you also realized that in Him, you have the eyes of understanding. To see the invisible in the midst of the visible. You have nothing to fear because God has already opened your eyes of understanding. But for that, you have to be in Him. You see how important it is that God is telling us that the worst that we so often quote, the worst that we so often remember, has an elaboration of such deep understanding. That in Him 
you have the eyes of understanding. In Him, you carry the power of Christ. In Him, you carry His power, His authority. And in Him, you carry the deposit of heaven. Can you just imagine what God is telling us today? God is simply telling us, My children, I have made everything possible for you. Do not be afraid. Do not be worried about your tomorrows. Because in Christ, you are seated in the heavenlies. You are above every situation. You and I are overcomers. Christ is just assuring us that nobody is going to run rough over us. Nobody is going to step on you like a doormat. But you are an overcomer. Your eyes may see the visible, but there is something that's beyond which your eyes of understanding are able to see. So just say, thank you Lord. Thank you Father God that today you have given me that understanding that I need. To know that in you, I am blessed. I am blessed beyond imagination. Father God, we just want to say thank you, Lord, that you have opened our eyes of understanding, Lord. You have given us a spirit of revelation to understand and to, to appreciate all that you have done for us. We thank you, Lord, that in you, we are who we are today, Lord. We give praise, honor and glory to you. We thank you for your servant whom you have used this day. We thank you, Lord, for speaking these powerful words to us through him, Lord Father. We ask, Lord, that you continue to bless him, anoint him, Lord Father. Bless his family, Lord Father. And Father God, use him for your purpose more in the days to come, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you, Lord. Father God, even as we depart from here, we, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to minister unto us, Lord Father. That we will not fall back on blind days, but we will look forward with eyes of understanding, with a spirit of wisdom and revelation, and we will walk with the authority that you give us, Lord. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall, house of the Lord, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Let's move out. It's just past two.